0: Welcome back to Old Millennials Remember Movies. I'm your host, Angela Yoshiko, here with my co-host, Tyler Wilson.
1: Hi there. Man, that music is so good.
0: Oh, man, if you did not recognize that little ditty, that was the intro theme music to Siskel and Ebert, the uh, review show that we, uh, <laughs> you know, we talk about here on our show from 1986 to 1999. Love they it. changed it up
1: when Siskel left the show. When he left the show or, you know, died?
0: Oh, he died. He (laughs) died. Yeah, that's awkward that I just forgot that for oh, a second. Oh, he left the
1: show in a contract dispute. Yeah, it was well, death. Well,
0: <laughs> I kind of feel like it's rude they changed the theme song, but we should just let it keep on rolling.
1: Well, they, yeah, all right, maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe.
0: So, yeah. welcome to the show, guys. We're so excited you're listening. Um, as you could tell from the title, if you uh read it before you just tuned in today, these old millennials are going to remember the best of 2018. So we're changing it up, special episode today instead of remembering bring a movie from the 80s and 90s, we're going to look back in the past year of the movies that came out, many of which we uh, talked about um, in the What Have You Been Watching segment. Yeah. So we're going to talk about um, Tyler's Top 10, My Top 10. We're going to start at number 10 for each of us. Right. And work our way up to number
1: one. Yeah, we're doing this a little bit uh, later than uh, other review shows do because, you know, listen, we don't live in New York City. We don't live in Chicago. We have to see these movies a little bit later the Oscar nominations came out just recently we're doing that on the heels of that so if they can wait until January and February to do their thing then we can wait to do our thing it's fine leave us alone
0: agreed yeah. so the only thing you need to know about today's show is that uh only rule we have is if uh, one of us has the movie we're gonna talk about higher in the list then we'll pause and table it to talk about that movie when it's on that person's list.
1: That's what we're going to do. But first, before we do that, oh, you know, what? we listen last week, last episode, we did one on Unbreakable because we were talking about Glass, the new one from Midnight Night Anyway, I was going to introduce a game to the show. A
0: game. We have so many segments already, Tyler.
1: But it's a segment directed at you, because you're always putting me on the spot, and I don't think that's really cool that I'm the only one that ever has to be on the spot, so I'm putting you on the spot.
0: Um, You. You're the movie guy, though, so it makes sense that you, as the movie
1: mind... But what I find enjoyable is how little that you know when we discuss things, and I find that amusing, so I thought what could we do to really lean into that aspect? So I came up with... uh, We're gonna do... It's it's one game, but there's two variations of it. We're gonna do both variations today on the special episode, and I, we won't always do both variations. We'll do one or the other, but it's called Angela explains it all.
0: Ah, juice.
1: And its variation, Angela knows it all. So isn't there a show called uh, There's Clarissa knows explains it? it all, which oh. was what I loved before. You liked Sabrina the Teenies, which I prefer. Clarissa explains it all for my Melissa Joan Hart fix, but that's okay. We can all have our own favorite Melissa Joan Harts. Some people like uh, what's nope. Melissa likes... and Joey. Nope. Or some That's people like Holiday and Handcuffs. Or well,
0: Yeah, everybody likes it.
1: So everybody can choose their own Melissa Joan Hart. That's their favorite. But I choose Clarissa. So, but anyway, the first bit we're going to do is we're actually going to do the variation of Angela Explains It All. First, Angela Knows It All. I mentioned it already at the top of the show. I've t- discussed it with you a couple times this week i've you pretend to be involved in the conversation but you don't know oh no angela there were eight movies nominated for best picture uh for the academy awards this year i would love it if you could name (laughs) those eight movies
0: no ready go okay roma that's one because you've been
1: talking about that
0: all the time
1: yep did you watch roma yet
0: uh... Nope. Okay, I, let's move on. I watched a few minutes of it. <laughs> sure did. Those were a few really good minutes. Riveting. The Bohemian... Bohomi- Bohomian-
1: bah- Bohemian... Bohemian? God
0: damn it. Bohemian Rhapsody
1: mm-hmm.
0: movie about Queen.
1: It's two. That's
0: two. I okay. got five, more. Si- you went six with more?
1: the best one and the worst one, but okay.
0: Oh, oh, Green Book. You've been complaining about that all week.
1: Also a bad one. There's three.
0: Um... <laughs> there were eight. Um... Uh oh, here maybe. Are don't look on mine. List? You
1: can't be looking on your computer. I told you you can't look. No, no, um, no. It's not helping no. me. No. Stop it. Stop it. You're looking. Stop looking. I don't looking.
0: think any of. Oh, did no. Best. Best. Maybe.
1: Best picture.
0: Uh, nominations. Black Panther.
1: Black Panther is in there. Oh, four. it is. Yeah, that's okay. four. Okay. You got four.
0: Okay. Um, Isle of Dogs. No. Um. Wait, Isle of Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> In my top maybe in the animated
1: it made the animated feature uh category. black clansman black clansman is in the list that's five
0: okay i did okay. pretty good not bad are you done i mean when you say i'm, I'm gonna be really mad that i didn't get you it You pretty good won't
1: you be my neighbor no that didn't no. even get into the documentary category which is infuriating at, i'm just looking at a list what are you of looking movies. don't looking at lists you're gonna spoil our list of other the things the ballad maybe. of buster scruggs It did not make the best picture running i don't know okay so you got five that's actually better than i thought you would do i thought you'd get half
0: Oh yeah! <laughs> okay, give me a cl- give me a hint.
1: You saw one of these and didn't like it. Oh, Vice. Vice. Ugh. Yeah. And you saw one of these and really liked it. Black Klansman.
0: I said that one. Did you? Yes. Oh, you did. That was one of the ones I got.
1: Oh, was it? Okay. Yes,
0: Black Klansman. That was the last one I got.
1: Oh, okay. And then you missed the favorite. And you missed...
0: Oh, I didn't know that one made it.
1: A Star is Born. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that one because I didn't, didn't see, see either, either of those. Either of yep. those. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So you
0: okay. got you get five. That's pretty good. I mean, it's still an F. Yeah.
1: Five out of eight. No,
0: it's all right. It's I can't okay. do math. I'd have to open the calculator to do that multiple. I wasn't Division. thrilled with
1: these nominations. <laughs> yeah, let's... Um, I just wasn't. I think that there Preach. are... Let's hear it, Tyler. There are four good movies in there. Four and a half, maybe, but... The three. Look, the three. Okay. Vice. We, we've talked on the podcast about Vice we not have. being particularly good. Bleah. No, didn't like that one. Uh, Green Book, I've talked, I think, at length on this podcast about uh, that one. And then, I don't know if we've talked about Bohemian Rhapsody, but it's wretched. I think it's actually actively a bad movie. Um, I don't get why it's getting the attention. I kind of get it. There's a little bit of a magic trick with that movie. The last 20 minutes is a Queen concert, and I like Queen, and it's I mean, fun. I like Queen. And I like that music, but I mean, the rest of the movie is just this very cliche, not very good mm-hmm. uh, biopic. So I don't get that. But hey, you know you can't can't pick them all. Should have been more than eight, I think. I'm I don't like the prefer- preferential ballot. I would prefer that they would go to just like ten slots, and they fill out ten because it's very confusing right now. Those voters they can choose up to ten, but they on their list when they vote, they only choose their five favorite.
0: And That's then they, confusing. And then they
1: order it based on, like, the strength of its uh performance. You have to get enough number one votes to get into the Best Picture race, and it can be up to ten movies. But it never is ten. It's usually nine. This year it was eight. Stupid. Yeah. Make it be ten. Because something always gets left out, and then there's always garbage in there. that
0: There's always garbage mm, in there. It's... Vice, Best and those, Picture.
1: And those, those ones would be probably making it. Anyway, but at least he'd, like, balance it off with a couple other, like, good picks. So it would not be, like, this very uneven list this year. Well, but if you want to hear I us digress. complain
0: about Vice, you go to episode 28, oh, really? where we talked about The Net. Look at you going on If you want to hear numbers. Tyler complain about Green Book, you I think check you did the last it in five
1: episodes. several
0: <laughs> episodes, including episode 25, Serendipity,
1: uh,
0: Scrooge, episode 24. <laughs> so back-to-back back there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. What was the other one that you thought didn't deserve to be in there?
1: I don't know if we talked about Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I don't think you... I wasn't a fan.
0: Didn't you talk about it?
1: I don't know. When the last... Was it the last episode? I can't remember. I'm searching
0: on our website, but I don't know how to spell Bohemian, so...
1: Yeah, you couldn't... You didn't know how to say it either.
0: Bohemian! (laughs) Okay, so beyond the Oscars now...
1: Let's just do... Let's get into it. Okay. It's a top 10 episode. Uh, Unless, you know let's do this at the beginning too real quick Why? we've done 30 uh regular episodes of this podcast where we discuss a movie from the eh, 80s 90s a little bit of the early 2000s was there a movie or two that you that you really enjoyed that you've liked to revisit we'll just you know we haven't done a full year of this podcast but we've done 2018 you want to wrap the book up on 2018 a little bit so we kicked off yeah.
0: Millennials remember movies. This podcast in 2018, so it's 2018 is always going to be a special year for our podcast. Sure. Um, we went back and watched several movies that 30. <laughs> I had seen and some that I had oh. not seen. Um, so my favorite, so I have three to mention here. Okay. I have uh, my favorite that w- to revisit, um, a new one that I had not seen that I thoroughly loved, and my most pleasant surprise. Okay, so my favorite to go back and revisit was RoboCop. Interesting. Yeah, because I forgot that it's just like a great movie. Yeah, because in my mind, even even now, I'm like, oh, I remember watching RoboCop and thinking like, eh.
1: <laughs> but it's great.
0: But it's great. If you want to listen to that RoboCop episode, go back to episode. What's your guess, Tyler? Uh,
1: 16. How early did we
0: do it? Mm, episode eleven. That
1: was not that RoboCop. far off, really.
0: Okay, what was one that was fun for you to revisit?
1: Well, you took it. <gasps> I did? Yeah, my No two, way. I was going to say just two that I w- with just I ended up being stronger and liking even more. I guess Unbreakable doesn't really count cuz we just did and it. it was in 2019, but it's part of this uh, you know, recap episode. So that was a great one. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to say RoboCop. I thought Seriously? We uh, did
0: not talk about this before. We did not.
1: And I just yeah, it, it's a movie that I liked, but then going back it it's a it was just cuz it had been a few years, it really held up. Well, and I, there was a lot of, um, you know, social commentary in there that I still thought was resonant, and mm-hmm. it was just a really fun, kick ass movie. It was really fun. So, yeah, I was all on board with, uh, with that. How
0: is that possible out of 30 I don't you know. picked the same one. The other one. one
1: I mentioned is, is I, I just had a lot of fun, and no one else did was spending two hours talking about Home Alone, but, you know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> of course.
0: My favorite that I had not seen before, yeah. which. Thank you to this podcast, because had we not done this podcast, we may have never come across this movie or been talking about it. It was Teen Witch. Mm
1: -hmm. Love Teen Witch. That was amazing. Which uh, episode was that, babe? It's it's
0: funny how difficult it is to remember when we did things.
1: 17. No, it was after our back to school and after our Halloween-y scary movie. So it must have been like 22 or something like that.
0: I can't tell you because it's not loading. <laughs> How sad is that? Oh, my God. Our own website isn't loading. What is oh, happening?
1: Wow. <gasps> oldmillennialsremember.com. Sometimes it works.
0: And sometimes it's really slow to load. Okay.
1: Sometimes it Teen works. Teen Witch was episode 20. Okay. Back
0: in close. November.
1: There you go. That's what Bam. I said. It was back in November. I said 22. Pretty yeah, close. That's pretty close. S- close. such a good movie. I'm pretty good. Okay.
0: And then my pleasant surprise that I threw in there mm-hmm. was In the Army Now.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Friend of the podcast, Polly Shore, uh, uh, gave us a shout out on that episode.
0: I was really <laughs> hating on Polly Shore, but he wasn't as awful as I remember. He's good
1: in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm and, not. That wasn't a pleasant surprise for me because I know that in the Army now is a funny movie. You did. What are you going to do?
0: And that Come was episode twenty one.
1: Great. So there perfect. You go. Was there one that you didn't like watching so much? It was kind of. Eh. I
0: think if you're a listener of the podcast, you could probably name a few. Um, Right off the bat, uh, Jingle All the Way. (laughs) I did not want to watch that, and I did not enjoy watching that. All right. (laughs) Um, Half of The Net. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. Serendipity I hated just as much as before. Oh, come on. Scrooged was bad, but then good at the end.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, you can't. Yeah. It's kind of fun to talk about some of the bad ones, though, isn't it? You had a little bit of good time with those. Sure. What about Three Ninjas? You loved that one way back in the episode time. <laughs> <laughs> three
0: Ninjas was you don't need episode to go. three. The
1: audio quality aren't are great on the uh little. I feel early, like I might ones. be able to go back and fix those. Oh, okay, If great. I have
0: the original files. Super duper. I think I have an idea. I think I might be able to replace those. Excellent. Make that a goal. 2019 goal. Okay. 13 minutes into the podcast, we have talked about... The Oscars. We've played your little game, of which I fucking sucked at. It.
1: it wasn't bad. Five.
0: We talked about our favorites from 2018 from our own podcast. Yep. Let's do it. Number ten
1: for you. No, go. You go first.
0: Number ten from me <laughs> from 2018 was Avengers. Okay. A full title being whatever.
1: Infinity Avengers War. And Infinity War. Yeah. That. This is a chain. I. So we did see each other's lists at some point, but we've we've done some tinkering. I. About a month ago, wrote uh, a top ten list for a publication, but I've had to, you know, I've seen some things since then and changed some things. So we've done some things. So you went with Avengers: Infinity War.
0: Yes, and I'll tell you one reason why. Okay. And is this reason right here? So dead brother, huh? Yeah, it could be annoying. Well, he's been dead before. You know, this time I think it really might be true. And you said your your sister and your dad both dead. But still got a mom though. No?
1: Killed by a dark elf. A best friend stabbed through the heart.
0: You sure you're up to this particular murder mission?
1: Absolutely. No rage and uh, vengeance, anger, loss, regret—they're all tremendous motivators. They really
0: clear the mind, so I'm I'm good to go. Yeah, but I mean this Thanos we're talking about He's the toughest there is Well, he's never fought me Yeah, he has He's never fought me twice And I'm getting a new hammer, don't forget Well, it better be some hammer
1: (laughs) You know, I'm 1500 years old I've killed twice as many enemies as that And every one of them would have rather killed me But none succeeded
0: I'm only alive because fate wants me alive Thanos is just the latest in a long line of bastards, and he'll be the latest to fill my vengeance fate. Wills it so? Mm-hmm. And what if you're wrong?
1: Well, if I'm wrong, then what more could I lose?
0: I could just like keep watching it.
1: Well, so good. Chris Hemsworth, I think, is the MVP of Infinity War. He gets uh, some good moments like that. That's probably my favorite scene in the movie you just played, Mm -hmm. Uh, because it just shows a different side to him, but he also gets to be the kind of the badass that comes, throws down with that new weapon at the end. And I do like a lot of Avengers Infinity War. I'm looking forward to however it ends here in a couple of months.
0: So I was really on the fence here Uh for my number 10 movie. Okay. Um, I I mean, I was debating with myself between a lot of superhero movies, including Venom... (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm no surprised um, it wasn't on
0: the list. Black Panther.
1: Yeah, the Oscar-nominated Black Panther. The
0: Oscar-nominated Best, Best Picture
1: nominee. You, um, went, you went another way.
0: <laughs> what else was I thinking about adding?
1: <laughs> oh, Upgraded
0: with Venom, even though Upgraded wasn't a superhero movie.
1: Upgrade is not a superhero movie, but it does share a lot of similarities with Venom. <laughs> yes. It's called Good Venom in some circles.
0: Oh, Aquaman.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Aquaman.
0: Just because I really enjoyed watching that yeah um but after going back and watching just clips and reminding myself and remembering because i have a really shitty memory for movies yeah you do yeah for someone who hosts a movie podcast Yeah. Um, so after watching several clips of all those movies, I landed on Avengers definitely needing to be in the top 10. There's a lot of good stuff in there if mm-hmm. you just ignore the last five minutes.
1: <laughs> you and I weren't the biggest fans of the end, but I
0: don't think anyone was.
1: Oh, some people like it because it's bold or whatever, but I don't know. I just ready for the next one. We know this, this is all going to be fine.
0: I think it takes away from a epic cram-packed movie full of awesomeness and tenderness and all the characters that you love it is like
1: it is a feat yeah i mean there's a lot of characters to juggle and to give them all moments is next to impossible but i mean it does pull it off it does in a lot of ways and is fairly satisfying most oh, of oh so good so yeah i mean it i give it you know it's not on my list but it, i give it credit for a lot of what it's done and i've yeah. seen it a couple times too so that's good yeah. But yeah, no, all right, Avengers Infinity War. It's the biggest movie in the world of the year, so hey, we mentioned it. There you go. We mentioned it. Perfect.
0: What's it, your number 10, Tyler?
1: All right, so I cheated a little bit. I went with a little bit of a tie. I could have been more of a cheater because I could have gone full on all, all horse number 10 and that would have been four entries of just like movies with horses in them. And there would have been four entries. I did narrow it down to just two entries featuring, uh, you know, horses or uh, Western type things. So my number 10 is a tie between The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Mm
0: -hmm. the Coen
1: Brothers anthology film,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and The Rider.
0: The Rider?
1: The Rider is- Did you talk
0: about that on here? No,
1: I watched it. Uh, I find- it's been out- on video for the entire year, it, it was on 2017 lists by a few people, but it didn't actually get released in like regular theaters until early this year. It's been on video forever. I just never got around to watching it, but then it kept popping up on lists, and I was like, okay, I finally got to get the disc and rent the movie. And it's uh, it's amazing. It is about um, it's it's not a not a true story, but it's it's kind of because the main actor is like a rodeo uh, guy who really got hurt and he had to end his career because he had a brain injury and he had to stop being a rodeo uh, person, rodeo guy. I don't know what's the terminology for this, but uh he had to stop. And so, you know, it's kind of a movie about what he kind of has to do with, this is the only thing he's ever known. It's the only way he really knows how to make money. And so he has to kind of, uh, you know, find another way, essentially. And so it's about that. It's kind of this, he's not, you know, a trained professional actor, I think his own dad, his own sister are in the movie playing versions of themselves. It's a little bit different. Um, the photography in it is just gorgeous. I mean, it, it, it's just kind of has that Western feel. It's, it takes place in a modern time period. And, uh, yeah, it's just really strong, really powerful, uh, stuff. And I was really glad I so- sought, it out because I, it was just something that you know, if you just kind of turn on, you start getting engrossed in. Um So yeah, it's uh also by a uh, female director, which is the I think it's the only one on my list. Cause, oh, Tyler, I know uh, Chloe Zhao. And so she, yeah, it's a it's it's excellent. And then you know we've talked about the Ballad of Buster Scruggs on here before. I just am a fan of everything Coen Brothers in general. I just responded quite a bit to most, actually all the stories. Even when you watched it, I did get to watch it again a little mm-hmm. bit and. Uh, I kind of even solidified some of the, uh, less, the lesser ones I thought of. I, I liked again. So I know that you had some issues with it, but.
0: I did. I talk about those issues in episode 29. Yeah. Good. Uh, you watched it and talked about it during episode 23. Great. So if you want to go back and hear the original. Yeah. Go back. Then go back and do the, it.
1: The gist is like, I'm right and you're wrong, but that's I okay. didn't dislike
0: <laughs> it. I, I don't remember what i said about it but you just didn't like
1: it because it was too long
0: which it is was, it's long it was fine it was good it was interesting okay it's a little bit different i just kind of like maybe didn't love the t- overall tone i don't know
1: thanks for shitting on my pick
0: oh <laughs> it's really good though you like the coen brothers <laughs> no you're
1: like it was really good though <laughs> it
0: was it just i didn't like love love it but i enjoyed it no we're good so it's
1: a, I have a tie. I, I did not go. I had two other movies with involving horses I could have thrown in. I'll will we'll throw them out at the end of the honorable mentions. So. my right. number, number 10. Number 10.
0: 10.5. Okay. <laughs> number 9 for me. Yes. We will table for a higher ranking for you. What is it? 8th grade.
1: Okay, yeah. It's a good movie. It is higher on my list.
0: I had it at like number 3 and then <laughs> right before this Jeez. podcast I thought about it and I just Boop, boop,
1: boop, boop, you punched it down I way punched to the it bottom of the list.
0: to number nine. What I was kind of thinking for ranking it a little lower than super, super high mm-hmm. was the um, other ones that I ranked higher, I felt told a story that was new to me. And eighth grade is a very familiar coming of
1: age story. Okay. So you're trying to build a theme around your list is what yeah. I'm hearing.
0: Yeah. A little bit. Okay. So we'll talk about it when we sure. get to yeah. yours.
1: It is higher on my list. So we will table that discussion and talk okay. about it later. Okay. My number nine is another movie I've seen fairly recently, and it is If Beale Street Could Talk. Holy, This is Barry Jenkins' uh, follow-up to Moonlight. It was, I think, just insanely snubbed out of Best Picture at the Oscars. It was widely considered to be kind of like in that number nine slot, and it didn't make the cut. Uh, Regina King, who is an amazing performer in it, she's nominated, and the screenplay is nominated, so it's not completely ignored, but... um, yeah, wow. This is just if you like Moonlight, it's kind of an extension in terms of just the filmmaking craft on display. I think he's just one of these really confident directors who knows exactly what he's going for. Uh, visually, it's just stunning. The music, the the orchestral score is good, and uh yeah, it's a it's a it's a powerful story. It's about a, a couple uh, who you know you get like two different timelines: one where they're kind of falling in love, another while he's uh, in jail for a crime he didn't commit and their family's trying to get um him out. It's got a really great soap-like scene toward the beginning where she's pregnant and she is going to tell the fa- her family and then she's got to tell his family he's already in prison and so the sprawling it's kind of like a I think some people have kind of knocked it for being like very play-like and it's based on like writing by James Baldwin but it's just a really compelling scene cuz you got Regina King in there uh kind of anchoring the thing and Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta has an amazing kind of a few scenes later in the movie he's really good and it's just yeah i mean if you like moonlight you're gonna really like this one it just kind of came out late I gonna wish it was uh seen by more people i really liked it if beale street could talk number nine
0: is it anything like if these walls could talk
1: no (laughs) no i don't think so (laughs) not that i recall i haven't seen that in a while Are you talking about... Hold on. Did you you ever
0: see if these walls could talk? Of course I did.
1: Are you talking about if these walls could talk, or are you talking about if these walls could talk, too? Both. One had Ellen in it. Ellen DeGeneres, right? Or is that... I don't remember. Was that the second one? I don't remember. Let's see. I've seen these. It's been a while, though. I just refilled my tea. Without doing a tea time with (gasps) Tyler? I got enough to go
0: another round. Couldn't wait. (gasps) Okay. Number eight.
1: Number eight for you? Yes.
0: Um, Game Night. Ooh, Game Night. Game Night! What is Game Night, Angela? It's a movie Uh with... Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. Bam, nailed it. Angela Boom. knows
1: it all. Angela knows it
0: all. Boom. Um, and they're a competitive couple, and they're married, and they like to have game nights, and they have this creepy neighbor, and <laughs>
1: Jesse Plemons, who's oh, who, from Friday yeah. Night
0: Lights, who I super love, and, and he plays this like going. cop yeah. who wants to be. Friends with them.
1: He was like, it's just, it's actually a great, everybody in the movie's got a great backstory because he's like, used to be in the group kind of, but then they got he divorced. was married, yeah. Yeah, oh man, that's so funny.
0: Um, and uh, then some just like, his brother comes into town and he's very competitive with his brother who's always an asshole, who's Kyle also Chandler. played by, from Friday Night Lights, <laughs> yep. um, what's his name? Chandler? Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. Yep. And uh, some crazy shit happens. Some people get kidnapped. There's a uh, gunfire. <laughs> um, and it's just, they they just feel like relatable people who are funny, and I feel like comedy is one of the hardest things to do in movies. People can write and perform in dramas all day long, but like getting comedy right, I think is harder. So I always like to make sure that I feature a comedy if there's one of the year that I enjoyed. And this one, I laughed my ass off.
1: It is a sustainable comedy, too, and it's all not, it's not like jokes it's all situational like it's built in the script like it's just a funny movie and it's built on kind of the characters having to deal with these situations and i mean i think Rachel McAdams especially she's she's a great performer she's
0: so fun to watch in anything
1: and this is just her i think in one of her best roles just i mean she's so funny in the movie and mm-hmm. it's kind of sad though because He's like, I need to include a comedy. And this is always hard because it's just like, well, there's only like two funny movies all year, really. Like,
0: that were. That were good. good right? That were good.
1: That was one of them. Yeah. And there's not very many of those, unfortunately. Nope. Uh, yeah, they don't ever get enough credit. But hey, Game Night has been. People have been liking that movie. That's been yeah. showing up on lists. So. so
0: if you like Rachel McAdams and you like Jason Bateman and you like board games and game nights yourself (laughs) you're gonna thoroughly enjoy this oh it's great
1: it goes crazy there's some really really hilarious moments in that yep what was your number eight tyler my number eight is it's a comedy kind of but it's Mm. also other things it's a sorry to bother you
0: oh we'll have to table it because it's also on my list but
1: higher higher on the list sorry to bother you yeah great well i can't wait to talk about it with you Okay. Since it's some more, on our list.
0: some more. I'm sure we talked about it. I've talked about it. I think across several episodes, yeah. which explains why it's higher on my I list. Like,
1: I Well, I'm glad that there's a. I didn't get a chance to like because I mean, the thing about this list, right, is that. You've seen mm, half of what I've seen, just so by you've the circumstance.
0: Seen around a hundred. I
1: did see. I actually counted, and I <laughs> Hellfest was my hundredth movie of the oh. year. Oh, <laughs>
0: um, and I've seen around thirty.
1: Oh wow. Okay. I yeah. think is what you told me. Yeah, maybe like forty. I think is by by the count by the time you you rolled up, but which is a good number. I mean, you've been obviously watching shows and watching. Uh our episodes for the thing and you know, just having a life that where you watch a normal amount of movies, so no yes. you're fine. Parenting, but anyway, I was happy that that was one that we made an effort to watch. I got to watch a second time and you got to revisit or you yes. got to see for the first time. Yes. So. We'll talk about it in we'll a little talk
0: bit. About what was that? It? My eight
1: six so years. Seven. My
0: seven. Okay. I also debated a long time on this one. So okay. I wanted to include an animated film. Okay. Movie, whatever you want to call it. Cartoon cartoon yeah, it oh, seems a little that seems negative
1: right dismissive yeah okay
0: okay so i had it narrowed down to the two that i've seen this year <laughs> <laughs> was I it the boss
1: I, baby again no. i
0: don't think i have seen more than um these two okay you, so i had it narrowed down to isle of dogs mm-hmm. and incredibles 2
1: okay and what did you choose
0: Well, I had to go back and watch the (laughs) clips of both (laughs) because there's a social phenomenon called the recency effect, Uh which basically your brain will pick the thing that you saw or experienced most recent, whether that's any sort of competition. Anytime you're choosing something, Mm -hmm. your brain wants to pick whatever was most recent in it. Right. So it's always good to go last on competition shows, that kind of thing. Um, So I had most recently seen Incredibles 2.
1: Because our children will have it on. They yes, like, they like it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back and remind myself about Isle of Dogs. But well, was
1: Barbie and her sisters' puppies? Is that a 2018 release? Oh Cause... my
0: god! Probably I've seen yeah. it about nine times.
1: Jesus. <laughs> Oh, Barbie. Better, is it better or worse than Life in the Dreamhouse, in your opinion?
0: I don't know, but Marion, who is seven years old, uh-huh. um, gets most vibrant and excited at dinner time when she's sharing tales from the Barbie show. Yeah. Which there's only, like, ten episodes. Life in the Dreamhouse
1: is not many episodes, now.
0: She'll be like, oh my god, so there's this one episode where Raquel... We've seen it. Like, like <laughs> we know, but okay. Yeah. Tell us about she it. loves it. Okay, so it between those two, Right. I, after watching those clips, ended up at number seven with
1: isle of dogs okay and this is wes anderson's movie uh this is his second animated film after he made fantastic mr fox i love me some wes anderson it is very unusual this is not on my list uh for a wes anderson movie to not be on my list so a good year i really liked it but tell me why you liked isle of dogs put it in your number seven
0: um, well, I like the title because it sounds like you're saying I love dogs, but you're not. You're oh. saying Isle of Dogs. Uh huh. That's an interesting title. Okay. Okay. It is. So, right off the bat, <laughs> yeah. we're now, kicking it I off.
1: Now, you, you could have said one of a thousand things just now. Like, <laughs> why did you like Isle of Dogs? That I would not have guessed.
0: <laughs> I like, it sounds like you say I love dogs. Um, I love the look of it. Oh. I love the little story. I love the middle part. I love the little, <laughs> the little boy that's in it the middle part yeah the middle part <laughs> i also love the ending
1: okay oh yeah good okay it not so much that beginning though
0: it doesn't fuck up anywhere
1: okay really <laughs> yeah
0: um i like the social commentary that there's is There's a lot writing. going on
1: in this movie it got kind of knocked for because it's wes anderson maybe some culture appropriation issues because it is set in japan and there's a lot of japanese culture involved i again you know i'm a white guy Uh, I married Mm -hmm. someone who has ties to the Asian community, but, you know, you're
0: white. Ties to the Asian community. What the fuck
1: does that mean? You have a family full of Asians. (laughs) And I love them all. I feel like you're digging a hole. (laughs) Yeah, I am. But so I'm just saying, like, you know, the fact that I didn't find anything, like, you know upsetting about the cultural appropriation aspect probably doesn't mean much is all i'm saying coming from me because it didn't bother me well i'm a white guy so you know whatever maybe there's an issue there i didn't see it i
0: think i have a few family members who would always argue no matter what Mm -hmm. that anyone who's white cannot tell a story act write, direct anything related to anything Mm -hmm. like if japanese culture whatsoever Mm -hmm. but then i don't know I don't necessarily agree with it's that. It's a very
1: positive loving uh it's the culture aspect. He's celebrating the culture aspect and he's telling a story that's not uh exclusively Japanese. I think mm-hmm. his his commentary is not about Japanese culture. I think it's about our culture. I think it's about mm-hmm. our current culture. Mm-hmm. Very much so. In terms of just being like in terms of prejudice and uh what we do when we are fearful of things. Yep. And it is a powerful movie in that regard, but it's also just got that Wes Anderson whimsy about it.
0: I love, I love that.
1: It's, it's, yeah, the animation, it's a stop motion animation. It's gorgeous. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, if I, it'd be one of those, if I turned it on. If I recently watched it, it, you know, it could sneak into that top ten. It could have. It's you in my probably would.
0: That's what I'm saying. I do saying. love Wes
1: Anderson, and usually I'm just a mark, right? I'm like the guy that's always like, I like Wes Anderson.
0: <laughs> I like <laughs> The Wife
1: Aquatic, because I do like The Wife Aquatic, and no one else... Uh... How
0: do you think Isle of Dogs compared to Fantastic Mr. Fox?
1: I really like Fantastic Mr. Fox, too, so it's hard for me to compare those movies. There's this only one like is
0: less quippy.
1: Like- it's definitely less of that, um, mm-hmm. but I I really like that movie too. So it's hard. Mm-hmm. I like all of his movies for the most part. There's only like two that I'm just like, yeah, those are the lower ones, and everything else is like, ah, they're good.
0: I was really torn because I wanted to pick Incredibles two mm-hmm. for the story it was telling and how it was featuring a few things that I can definitely relate to. Yeah, like the mom being like the go getter of the family, the dad taken over, just family issues and. All that kind of stuff.
1: It's a good sequel to yeah. The Incredibles. I think that, you know, we, I think we talked about it. We mm-hmm. took our children to it. Our kids, our two of our kids, we took to the theater. All of our kids really liked it. Mm-hmm. They love Jack-Jack. I think all that stuff's really fun. It's just a it's a fun, good Pixar sequel. Um, it, for me, again, it was just a matter of uh, other animated movies coming along this year that were a little bit better, including Isle of Dogs, and also my number seven pick, also an animated film. Oh. What is it, you pray ask?
0: What is it? I I didn't see it.
1: No. It's Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh god,
0: here we go again. I didn't see it and
1: I should have. I'm so mad. Spider Man into the Spider Verse is amazing. And I was oddly not really like that excited about it. I know a lot of people saw the trailers for it and were thinking like, oh, this is going to be really cool. I don't know. For whatever reason, I was just like, eh, I don't need this. It doesn't look that good. It's probably going to be messy. It's not made by the Marvel group. It's, you know, Sony's already kind of screwed up Spider-Man recently. But then I watched this thing on a big screen. It was amazing. It's got a really... Resident story about kind of new things that you haven't seen in the Spider-Man universe on the big screen. Miles Morales is your hero here. Peter Parker is taking kind of a backseat in the storyline. You get all these crazy characters coming up, Spider Ham and the Spider-Man War, voiced by Nicholas Cage, who had a year what a, what a year Nicholas Cage had in 2018. What an amazing year. Uh, Mandy alone was uh, enough to to celebrate the Nick Cage. You didn't watch Mandy. I talked about Mandy. It's not on my list. But man, what a year Nick Cage had. Okay. Yeah, love me some Nick Cage. You okay. know I love me some Nick Cage. Don't roll your eyes at Nick Cage. How dare you? How dare you? Anyway. <laughs> There's no other animated movie that looks like Into the Spider-Verse. It has a very unique look. Like the, the frames even kind of jump a little bit. So that you, like you're filling in like a comic book, uh, uh, kind of a comic book panel. And it's just really fun. Music's awesome. I loved it. I can't wait. Rub it in. To buy the Blu ray and like just watch it. Like, Rub
0: it in that you it. went and saw it and I didn't. You,
1: I told you. This is famous. I said, you want to, oh, we're going to get the sitter on the weekend. You want to go to Spider Man? You're like, no, I don't to see no Spider Man movie. That's why you said it like that. I think you were drinking uh, bourbon at the time. I don't want to see I no Spider Man I hate your movie. face right now. No that is Spider- not accurate. Spider Man, don't need it. I'm going to hit you. Don't need no Spider Man, my life. <laughs> Ow, that was a heavy ball you threw at me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> shut, not Shut it down. All right. Well, that was my number seven. Okay. What's that, your number six? It's your turn to go.
0: Why do I always have
1: to do my number first? Because it gets confusing if you alternate, if you switch the order now, or you're in trouble. I don't know. I want to have the last word, damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Story of this podcast. Story of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> My number six also was not in my original top ten, because oh, I
1: sort of forgot about it. It's a surprise. It. It's going to be a surprise to me.
0: No, it's not. You told me it wasn't in your top ten. Oh. Here at number six is Annihilation. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So we talked about our
1: list, mm-hmm. and
0: I made you guess what was in my list. I did, yeah. And this was not in my
1: list. But I guessed that it would be.
0: And then I was like, no, I just, I don't feel like it made it in.
1: That surprised me.
0: And so I was like, okay, well, I it's been a while since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. When did I see it? How long ago?
1: Uh, we Well, I got the Blu-ray. Bef- it's on Hulu now, so people should watch it for sure. Um, but we got, I think I got the Blu-ray when it came out. So probably in the late summer, maybe even in the early fall. So it's been a few. It's I don't even know if months. we talked
0: about it on this podcast. It
1: might not have. I don't remember. Um,
0: so it's been a long time. Yeah. So I sort of forgot about it. Okay. I remember her walking around with a gun. hmm I remember there being a cool bear scene. Oh, yeah. And that was kind Scary. of actually, like, all I sort of remembered.
1: That's crazy. But then I... Okay, so the other night I did see you kind of... Futzing on to the hoot, were you on the Hulu and you kind of jumped no. forward a little bit? I just went to the YouTube. Oh, YouTube just putting on the good scenes. No, and huh? the, and
0: then I went, I went uh, Annihilation ending. Oh, okay. <laughs> the whole I like, endings on I there. was like, let's let's see if this will jog my memory. And then I was like, oh my god, this movie was so good. It mm-hmm. looked so good. It had like that uh that suspense and that tension of like kind of being kind of scary, but just really interesting and and unsettling and yeah, Natalie Portman, I will watch her in anything.
1: She's terrific in this. I love her. Yeah, it's got a good supporting cast, too. Uh, T- Tessa Thompson, who was also great in pretty much everything she was in this year, but she's good in the movie, playing a very different role than she played in all the other movies she was in this year, which I appreciate. This is Alex Garland as the director. He made another, I think you really liked. If we went back and looked at top 10 lists of previous years, I would pretty sure that Ex Machina would have been on your list for that year. For sure, in the, yeah. like
0: top five. For yeah, sure. you,
1: this is your jam. When I showed you this movie, we, you saw it, like, I, like, I just, that's why I was so surprised when you told me it wasn't on your list. I was like, no way, you, this is, this is your jam. This is your tyno- type of like sci-fi suspense movie because it gives you like the scares, it gives you the thrills, it gives you like some meat to ponder about what the hell's going on mm-hmm. and what what it means and yeah this movie is just a trip and it i don't know if i understand everything that happened in this movie there's a lot to kind of unpack in terms of just what it means and why things happen the way they happen
0: yeah but it made me want to just like watch it again it's incredibly
1: compelling it's one of these that you can uh go online and read a lot of different interpretations about what's going on in there Mm -hmm. and i think that's by design like it's not people grasping for something i think that there are some ideas in it that kind of suggests, like you know these are representing psychological behaviors or this is a representation of like trauma and loss and it's, it's super good it's really cool uh, yeah it's just missed my list too another one of my honorable mention that's why i really wanted <laughs> you to put it on your list so we could talk about it on the podcast well, there, we like, have, there it is because he wasn't gonna make your list i'd be like okay i gotta figure out can i is there a horse in it can i put it in the horse slot at number 10 i don't know i'm glad that it made it into your list mm-hmm. what was that your number six <laughs> yep all right my number six. Let me tell you something oh, okay. about show dogs. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I did see show dogs. Is
0: it Aquaman? Number six, <laughs> Aquaman. I enjoyed Aquaman. I feel like theater experience, if we were to make a top ten theater experiences. I had a lot of fun at Aquaman. Aquaman huh? would be in your top five. Do I have I'm a sure. drink before
1: I watch Aquaman? No. Really? Surprising. We did have a drink
0: before Venom. Oh, yeah, that helped. <laughs> okay. Venom had and Aquaman. Couple, I had a
1: couple drinks before Venom. Oh,
0: yeah, up there.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, okay, my number six is uh, The Favorite.
0: God damn you. You know, I really wanted to see that.
1: Yeah, I know, but you didn't go with me to see
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah.
1: This is Yorgos Lanthimos. Uh This is this uh, historical costume costume. Bizarre drama, dark comedy, uh, with Olivia Coleman, Rachel Weiss, and Emma Stone. They're compete. This is the thing. I don't like that. Uh, if you, Angela, you know this about me. hmm. Costume drama. No, you fucking hate that. I generally you, d- not, a. I just struggle. Right. You immediately are like, uh-uh. So when one works and is on my wavelength, the things that I like, and your gross the most, it's definitely he's can be kind of a tough director i was a big fan of the lobster i wasn't a big fan of the one he made after that but it's off kilter it's bizarre it's dark uh this was a perfect like match of like filmmaker and style and topic because it was doing that in a way that wasn't didn't feel like it it's been done before i know that there are some comparable titles to this movie in particular but to me anyway it was just compelling and funny and engaging and the three performances are. A great i think there's no better group of performances in a movie than these three women uh they just are amazing and they just kind of dig at each other in just spectacular fashion it's filmed in really bizarre fun ways things are shot from low angles and it's just it doesn't look like any other typical it's it's designed to make you uncomfortable <laughs> and that's kind of lanthimos's jam in a lot of ways but I just, things that make other people uncomfortable, I tend to kind of like, so (laughs) I just, I really enjoyed this. I was happy to see that it was in like the best picture race, I think that's totally one of the good picks that the Academy actually managed to do, so.
0: Sounds like it'd be right up there with a a movie from 2009 called Bride Wars.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just like Bride Wars. Yeah, Where two two women are sort of competing. Well, they're not competing for, that was for like their, your wedding better, watch it. They were, this is about competing for the affection of the queen, so a little different. One is also terrible.
0: I just want to bring it up. White because Wars when was, you said it's like, they're too, you know. Yeah. It, and it's funny.
1: It's funny, but in like a very, it's a, like a shocking kind of way, usually oh. at the time, you know, like just kind of surprising in its humor. So yeah, no, I.
0: Am I going to like it?
1: I would... Yes. And I... Because... And here's the reason why, and I think I said this on the... If you go back to whatever episode that was, if you see the trailer for The Favorite, I feel like that trailer is, like, the perfect... It's a two-minute version of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the tone of it is the same. It, you know, it's obviously cut a little bit faster. But other than that, like, yeah, it, on one hand, it's, like, the, a perfect two-minute version of the movie, but it also is a sign of, like, well, if you dig this trailer, then you're on the wavelength of the movie. Totally. It's not straying from that. And that can be tricky, because a lot of trailers are deceptive on purpose but not this this is very much just like what it is so my number six is the favorite
0: excellent we're getting into the top five now we are i do think it's time for me to get another refill of my tea so let's do a little tea time with tyler would you like a spot of tea yes so this is the segment of the episode where I stall as long as possible to think of something to ask you to stump you to make a, something funny. Okay. I've not been doing very good of the, the last few podcast episodes. I feel like, Mm-mm. and so you think that I would respond to that by preparing,
1: preparing, doing some research, doing anything really, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. to make the podcast better. But you know, you do you.
0: Name as many Natalie Portman ep- uh, movies as you can. Go,
1: Jackie. Black Swan, Vox Lux, Annihilation, Thor, Thor the Dark World. That's all the our Marvel movies she's in. Uh Mars Attacks um, Closer Uh Um mm, mm. I and like that's Natalie it. Portman. What about that terrible Star Wars movie? Oh, yeah. She's in three of those Star Wars movies. Oh, man. if I guess... She gets stuck with... Man, I love Natalie Portman, but, man, she gets some of the worst of that movie, dialogue-wise. The best performance... I don't think she's bad, but it's a oof.
0: The best performance of Natalie Portman is the SNL...
1: Natalie's Rap? Yes. (laughs) It's pretty good.
0: I think I fell deeply, deeply, deeply in love with her after after
1: that. I, she's talented she won the Oscar for Black Swan and she's very good in that I thought she was great in Jackie and I was not when I saw the trailer for that and heard her accent I was like mm. I haven't seen it it's really
0: mm-hmm. I think I
1: watched that on the HBO before they took it away from me uh, oh, I don't I'm know. still smarting about that by the way
0: still smarting about smarting it?
1: I'm angry I'm angry at our cable provider for removing my HBO from my package without and then trying to charge me a ridiculous amount of money for it no thank you no thank you
0: you did pretty good there yeah not Too bad time with Tyler
1: I haven't seen Vox Lux. That's apparently a divisive one that came out Vox this year. Vox Lux. Vox Lux. She plays a pop star. Anyway,
0: who's the other female in Um Lobster?
1: Rachel Vice is no. the main uh, woman. I
0: knew it wasn't Natalie Portman. That just popped
1: into my head. No, though. Rachel Vice. The lo- The Lobster. The Lobster with Colin Farrell.
0: Who directed that or whatever?
1: Yorgos Lanthimos, director of The Favorite, my number six that movie. we were just talking yeah, about. We just talked about it. And
0: did you say The Lobster? Like within the last forty five seconds? Yeah, is I that did. why it's in my head? I mentioned
1: it when I talked about that movie, not five minutes ago. God,
0: I clearly was not
1: listening. Good God. I am the worst. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> what do we end what was it? Do we stop? It's is it your five? It's my five. Okay, it's your five. Great. Okay. My number five. Number five. I, with a bullet. Oh wait, maybe not with a bullet.
0: With a bullet. I don't
1: know. Like you know, when they do a list of things, Casey Casey was like, With number nine, with a bullet. With a bullet, I don't know what it you're shoots saying. up the charts, you know, like it was it was fifteen last week, but with a bullet it's at number five. What are you talking oh, about? Radio. It's fine. The
0: radio. What is the radio? radio?
1: People do things on the radio. Like
0: Listen, I'm an old millennial, so I do know what the radio is. Yeah. You but should. I do not
1: listen to the radio anymore. Fine with you. I listen to radio every day. Why? Every day. Because it's on and I drive our children so to school. So you listen school. to
0: like radio commercials? No, I
1: change it between the stations.
0: Oh, even worse. So then you're just like jumping into I random like to li- songs?
1: I like, yeah, because what I like to do is I like to listen to uh, top 40 and, and and then 38 of the top 40 th- songs, I'm, I like to go, I don't understand this people's music these days. <laughs> so oh, I don't geez. like any of the music, but I'm always just like, yeah, okay, I gotta, I gotta stay hip, right? I gotta know this top 40, but I don't like in almost any of it. Oh my God, Dylan. what are you gonna do? I'm like, oh, I like that Adele song and that's it. Adele, she's great. Are you? It's your turn. What are you doing? Number mm-hmm. five. What? It's your turn to tell me you're number five.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I was seeing if I had talked about it previously on the, uh, show. I don't think I have. Okay. Um, so I think I went to see this movie, highly anticipated by me, in the theater by myself.
1: Maybe when you had the movie pass before that? Yes. Was a I don't Tolly. Tolly, yes. So good.
0: Um,. I fell in love with this movie when I saw the trailer. I was like, fuck, yep, I'm in. Sold. What is Tolly about? Sold. Um, Tolly is about, what's your name? Uh, Charlize, Theron. There. Charlize Theron, who's recently had a baby.
1: She's got a couple of kids already, but yeah. Yep,
0: so she has me like an eight and an 11 year old or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's in this postpartum period where she is nursing and she's carting her kids around and she's trying to survive as a, you know, Mom with a new baby, and her brother um, sees how exhausted she is and suggests and gifts her a night nurse. So, someone who comes in in the middle of the night and just takes care of the baby so that mom can sleep.
1: Which doesn't sound like a thing, but it apparently is.
0: I think it is in cities. Yeah. Where like women are like working and sure. have Makes sense. a lot of money. Yep. Um, so this movie is dark and hilarious and real and a little too real. Yeah, I
1: don't... Maybe... I mean, it's dark, and it, I think it's a not pretty... Not really dark. I think it's a pretty warm movie, ultimately. It um, There's it so goes some good places, But, it, yeah, if you have... And I, what I loved about it is that it's not... It Yes, it's very much, like, a story of motherhood. But as someone who has young kids and stays home with his kids, like, I could relate to a lot of this story, too. Just, like, anybody who's in the, the weeds with young kids could yes. totally connect with this.
0: Even, like, her son... Um, is clearly like on the autism spectrum. Right. And so she s- gets a therapist who teaches her, um, something that's called like the brushing method,
1: mm-hmm, which we've done.
0: And then she's like, she doesn't have the time or money or something to continue the, the sessions with the therapist, but right. she's like, uh, just continues doing it herself, mm-hmm. doing the best she can. Um, and we have done that with our son. So yeah. we know what that was. So I was like, Oh my God. This the is- movie opens
1: with it. Yes. I yeah. was like,
0: Oh my God. I know what that is. Yeah. And, uh, it's a little too real. And then just, like, her having to, like, pump breast milk, and then, like, the horror of it just, like, spilling over, and you're just like, no, 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 And just feeling like your body's wrecked, and, you know, the survival mode that you're in. She's such a good actress.
1: She's amazing. I think if in a year, there's actually been a lot of really good female performances this year. and Like, in usual years, she'd be in the heavy conversation, because she's great. And, well, she's just always really good. But, uh, yeah, she's just so... What I love about Charlize Theron, she, like, I can't remember if she's done anything since then, but she probably has, but to go from, like, Mad Max Fury Road yes. to this, <laughs> what a degree shift, and it's yes. just, she's impeccably perfect in both roles, like, utterly convincing.
0: She can be so vulnerable and so fucked up and such a loser, and yeah. then she can be such a badass, strong, cool lady. Like- this is
1: from um Jason uh, Reitman and Diablo Cody. They made... Actually, one of my favorite movies of the last several years was Young Adult with Charlize Theron, where she plays a kind of unlikable character in a lot of ways, but she's so good at it, it just—it's it, such a and Patton Oswald's in that movie, it's—it's it's great. And this one's really good too, and it's got some, you know, people. Some people kind of didn't like how this thing kind of resolves itself. There's some um, surprises, I guess I would mm-hmm. say. But I really, I, I, for as the concept was going for, I, I was really. Shocked at how well it kind of stuck that landing and and told a story that could use that as not a like a narr- like a narrative crutch or some kind of like surprise, but really like it felt like the right place to go with the story. And I yeah, I have a lot of respect for that because that's a tough. For the last half hour of that movie, if you were like to describe it, you'd be like, "How? Do they, there's no way that that works, but it does." And it yeah, totally
0: does. I'm really glad
1: it's on your list. I was hoping yes. it was on your list because it is just off my list.
0: And it's a story that I don't think gets told. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, mom characters out there in stories, mm-hmm. but not, like, real, fresh, raw.
1: Yeah, and it got it got a wide release, and it was out, and then, I don't know, it just didn't do a ton of business. I mean, it's a smaller movie, I guess, but it was early in the year, and people have forgotten about it. But it's good, and you should go, it's on video, rent it, mm-hmm. rent it. So that's your number five. Yep. My number five, you know, The Rock starred in a giant Eight movie. And he starred in a movie where he scaled a skyscraper, but those were terrible. He was copying the true action star of 2018, Tom Cruise. Ah, jeez. Mission Impossible Fallout is my number five. This movie is the shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This movie is the shit. It's awesome. Tyler Wilson.
1: It's so good. I'm a big fan of the Mission Impossible franchise. We have done an episode on the very first Mission Impossible uh, on this show. We talked about Mission Impossible Fall in that episode. It's a remarkably consistent franchise. Uh There really isn't a bad one. Number two is not great. I'll give you that. But everything else after that's been really distinct. But this one, this one is, and I rewatched because I was like, because you're just like, oh, I ever saw that and I, I forgot about it. You didn't watch it again. I watched it again.
0: hmm Man,
1: the stunt work in this movie is—it's is, incomparable. No one's doing this level of work. Yeah, the the helicopter climax, incredible. Nothing like it.
0: That's true. That was pretty. Awesome. Nothing like
1: it. This the the plane jump that leads into the same sequence that leads into this bathroom brawl with Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise, and, and oh my god, that's great. He's driving around France in uh, on a motorcycle, no helmet, just weaving through traffic, amazing. Jumping off a building, breaking his own ankle. I mean, it's just an amazing collection of stunts, but it's also a pretty just entertaining spy movie on top of it. It, it chugs along, great supporting cast, Rebecca Ferguson's back, Simon Pegg is back, Fing Rhames is back, it's just super fun. It was my... I just was when I saw it in the theater. I was jacked, and mm-hmm. uh, I I was jacked watching it home again. I just it, it puts a smile on my face. It's uh,
0: it puts a smile on my face. Yeah, I
1: mean, whatever. I just think that like for whatever you think about Tom Cruise and his private life and whatever, you know, that's fine. Like I'm not talking about that. But like when he is an action star, Ethan Hunt mode, there's nothing better. He delivers, and I can't wait. They're making two more same director back to back. Oh fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know what just happened.
1: It's amazing. But
0: I don't know if I like what you just did.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout.
0: What a weirdo. What a great movie. I mean, yeah, it was fun. It was a really fun action movie. It's funny that I would say in my twenties mm-hmm. as a, uh, when you and I were early dating and early marriage, action was what I was all about. You
1: like those transform like at least one or two yeah, of those I Transformers was like, movies. Give Ugh. me
0: more fights, uh-huh. give me more chase, car chase scenes. Um, but now that I'm in my thirties, I'm less into the action than I was before. I I love some good action, but I don't know if it like moves me. And I'm kind of like in this phase of my life where it's like if I'm mo- like emotionally moved, then I want to put the movie on the list.
1: Well, I mean, okay, so it's a couple of things that are going on there. Number one is like you, you, you too much of me is rubbed off on you because I would just bitch about some of the things that we would see and just be like, and too this much is of fucking, me is rubbed this, off on you. This is fucking God. no, because I don't. I, that's one. That's one aspect. The other aspect is like. There's, they don't make movies like this very much anymore, really. We've moved into superhero movies where all of our action is coming from that realm. We're not getting, because they're not profitable. They won't make money. This is one of the very few, like, action franchises that actually can make money without sticking somebody in a cape or whatever. So, to me, one, we're not getting them. Mm-hmm. Two, no one's making them like this. I think the Fast and the Furious movies are kind of like, in terms of stunt work, they're trying. And yeah. I, you know, look, they've done some good work in some of those with stunts, but, Nothing like this. We are showing, like, in a world where we're so full of CGI to just kind of see a sequence where an actor is, like, falling from a rope on a helicopter that's flying. Like, I don't know. Like, that's what going to the movies is about. Like, that's what you want to see. I don't want to see a CGI goofy thing. You know, like... I agree. I'd rather just see the real thing. And, like, this is giving it to us in a spectacular way. totally amped up. So... Yeah, I don't know. I just – I hope that they can keep making money because there's no one else doing it like that because even like Fast and Furious, man, they – I mean, I, I, there's CGI in Mission Impossible thought absolutely, but it's not like It's not like Aquaman? Else. <laughs> it's not like Aquaman CGI, <laughs> where it's just like, oh, that was a pretty good CGI. It's like, oh, no, Willem Dafoe, that's not what your face looks like. <laughs> and they just look like cartoon characters flinging around. Oh, look at that guy. He's jumped. That little boy's jumping with dolphins. Some okay. CGI dolphins and a CGI man yeah. jumping. Yeah.
0: I totally get what you're saying, and uh, I agree.
1: I'm with you. I feel like if you had watched it when I turned it on again, the other night, you would have been like, oh, yeah, this movie's great. Again, it'd probably be my number one movie. Probably, because like even in like the first five minutes, I was like, oh. Oh, no like it's not starting how I like remember but oh. then I was like because it's got a lot of t- uh, what I love about it it gets the, the nuts and bolts of the plot out of the way it's like okay this is what we're doing and it's just like alright why are we explaining it but then once it goes it's just going and I okay. I, like. I got a plan okay
0: let's pause the show okay we'll go watch it okay we'll see if it makes it in my list and then we'll finish recording perfect let's do it <laughs> okay we'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm half serious I, it's great Okay, what came in at my number four? We will table it Black Klansman.
1: We will table
0: it. I loved this movie.
1: I'm so glad. I was. Worried. You were kind
0: of worried for some reason. I was
1: worried because it. I had, well, we can talk about it in a little bit, but I had such a visceral reaction to it that yeah. you never know what will happen. Well, it's a kind of, because there's a couple a couple of these new, up at the top of the list, we got a couple to discuss in that regard. Okay, so, so um, at your number four was eighth grade. Yes, yeah, so we—that was your number. What? Number nine. Okay, so it's my number. Four. It was
0: like my number three or four, and
1: then I <laughs> I punched it down. Right. So I saw it in the theater. Um, it was like my last movie pass movie. I was trying to get Aww. my stupid movie pass to work. This was when it was like shutting down, not working. Like, you you had to get on your freaking phone at like early in the morning to like buy your ticket. Drive. To, it was so stupid. Look at,
0: only twenty
1: people know what you're talking about. So people people feel that. Well, yeah, okay, but the people were feeling the hurt anyway. Um, but it was um, so I saw it in the theater it is now on Amazon Prime which is where you watched it we watched it together just recently and I mean wow what a movie in terms of just like how it came to be it's like a comedian Bo Burnham mm-hmm. has written this movie and directed this movie about a 13 year old girl in middle school mm-hmm. like and it just feels so authentic it just feels like she's a real person this is like a whole experience that it feels like an experience that i had as like a a boy in middle school yeah but it also feels like as a parent like this whole other feeling of like oh my god this is what i have to like you know think about with my own kids it just was striking at how authentic it felt
0: yeah i think he did a really good job of capturing some of the um Experiences that it doesn't matter when you grew up or what technology was available. Mm-hmm. As you're going through that middle school, junior high time period, there's the same um, rites of passage and experiences that we all go through. And I think he really captured those that in such a good way that we could even imagine, God, we went through everything that this little girl goes through. Right. And it's easy then to imagine like, oh my God, if we had cell phones and texting, <laughs> fuck, just like fuck, it's already horrible enough. Yeah. But it did it in a way that I don't feel like, um, it overly villain, villainified, the, uh, that's not a real, vilified. There's there the word. It, you got it. Eh, you came English to it. English. Vilified, um, the other characters. So there's like other girls and they're not like meat, like bullying to her. They're just like not friends with her.
1: In your opinion, I wanted to cut a bitch that was, uh, being kind of mean to her. Yes, about... but she
0: wasn't being like outright aggressive. Right. Yeah. She wasn't targeting her. She was just being a snotty bitch, which is what like 14 year olds do.
1: Everybody's a snotty bitch. Boys she wasn't and girls. being like <laughs> targeted
0: though. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes movies, um, these coming of age movies there's always some obnoxious and i I mean we've talked about some of the ones from the 80s and 90s the 90s there's always some obnoxious character that's always like oh i'm like being mean to the nerdy girl yeah so i think this movie did a good job of not doing that yeah
1: she's just she's a quiet i mean she's quiet she just she Mm -hmm. doesn't have an identity there and that's where she's really struggling she has like this youtube channel where she's trying to like Basically coach herself into, like, how to be more social. But she's, like, putting on this aura of, like, oh, I know what I'm... You know, but it's just super sweet. Elsie Fisher is the actress. She is incredible. I don't know... Because this is the age where you... Like, our our daughter likes these uh, programs. These Nickelodeon shows. Oh, my God. Such bad acting. These same age kids. And they are not good in these roles they're, they're they're being told to do the very really yeah. wrong thing when they're acting
0: they're acting like they're in theater class on stage
1: but in like bad theater like
0: i'm acting yeah nah, nah, nah.
1: and this is not that i think even like bo burnham said like i there was i don't know 100 kids came through and it was just like immediate like nope 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 like there's just no way that that per- like she found or yeah she's incredible in the movie and i i what i like is too is that the you know the the technology is very prevalent in her life and to us that feels like oh god right but it's not like you said it's like the girl the girls aren't vilified i don't think it it's a negative depiction even of that i think Mm-mm. it's just very very much matter of fact of like this is her world mm-hmm. this is where she's getting her her kind of her entertainment her social fix and this is just kind of how it is mm-hmm. and i don't think that that's it's not a i mean it, it's more about a kind of under, understanding that and trying to figure that out and her relationship with her dad is um really good um just powerful in not a real pushy way. They just get a couple of just really good scenes. It's a very funny movie. It's a very cringy movie in terms of just, like, experiencing things that maybe you've experienced. Mm-hmm. So I could see a lot of people going and be like, Nah, it's not for me. The movie's not for me. It brings up too much, like, you know, it's like the office effect when, like, Michael Scott's real yeah. too cringy. People kind of get... Icky, out by it, you know.
0: I think that um one of my coworkers we were talking about this movie, and she said she turned it off twenty minutes before it was finished because her husband and son came down, and she was like, she wasn't sure, like what else it was going to show. And I think she was experiencing that, like cringiness that you kind of experience, you know, where the girls looking at a picture of this guy she's crushing on and she's starting to like kiss her hand so and funny. <laughs> her dad and then her dad walks in so it's just like she was like i didn't know like how far it was gonna go if it'd be like inappropriate <laughs> to have on with my son and husband in the room which is
1: infuriating because it's got an r rating and i other than some language regarding sex it's not there's no depiction of it no
0: not at it's, all
1: it's such a ridiculous rating it should be seen by the age yeah. group in which it is but yeah, I mean, there is but the Annihilation bear scene and then the backseat scene in this movie are the scariest scenes in movies this year. I tell you what, it's uh alarming and frightening, mm-hmm. um, but God, good performances. I love this movie. Love it. It would be like we're in the spot now of this list where I'm just like, you could interchange. You could.
0: They're all super, yeah. super good.
1: But you knocked it down. You're like, I remember that movie. I'm going to knock it down to nine.
0: I thought it was very good. Mm-hmm. in the coming of age great. tales. Gotcha. It's an, it wasn't super fr- fresh feeling. I thought the performances were great. The mm-hmm. way it was told was great, but...
1: Yeah. Alright, that's number four. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Eighth grade. It's on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Watch it. Mm-hmm.
0: My number three, Okay. which I let it jump up the rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of in the same category as eighth grade, but the girls are maybe in their junior, senior year of high school versus eighth grade. And um, is blockers better known to me as cock blockers i think that's
1: what it was they were uh, trying to say yeah. in the marketing so of the cock movie. blockers
0: um <laughs> comes in at number three for me another comedy another the
1: other good comedy the of other the year. good comedy
0: of the <laughs> right. year and again this is i feel like a coming of age story mm-hmm. you know um they're three best friends that are getting ready for their junior senior prom yeah And they have made like a a pact that they want to all lose their
1: fraternity. It's like super bad. Like it's the super bad version with girls. With girls.
0: And... There are so many parts of this movie I love. One, that it's girls. Mm-hmm. Two, the parents that are cast. I love Leslie Mann. She's f- one of the funniest ladies out there. John
1: Cena who's, you know, building He's up John that Cena. career. yeah And Ike Barinholtz from uh S- the mini project, yeah. Super
0: funny as mm-hmm. well. Um I love the story and they're, John Cena's wife who's not one of the like main parents in the story. She's in it, but she's not one of the main trio. Right. I love her perspective of just like, you guys need to like calm down. This is none of your business. Like if, if <laughs> these girls were boys, you'd be high fiving that they're, you know, yeah. getting laid and you guys are like, you guys are crossing the line. And I think that that's an important message. And even as a parent, um, of future girls who will be in high school mm-hmm. and thinking about having sex and stuff, um, I think it's a, it's a very,
1: what a simple switch, too. Like when you think about it, like it's like yeah, we're just we're it's a gender reversal mm-hmm. of this type of movie. But like then you think about it, like oh, we don't do this because even a couple years ago we were slut shaming these girls. Yes. in this type of role, and so to me, the the key to the success of this is just like three girls, really well written, funny character mm-hmm. part, like just really great characters mm-hmm. but you can just because it's a split the movie kind of splits its time it's between yes. the half the time with the girls half the time with the parents parents are really funny yes and you have a lot to relate to there especially they're like their overreaction and what's great leslie mann is really good in the movie because she knows better the entire time yes she's telling herself like no like this is terrible what i'm doing is not right like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but she can't help it because she gets getting roped into like this this attitude like, it's my
0: daughter though right.
1: and so she's i mean she's always really good um but she, yeah, and I, I just, I, what struck me was just how good those um, teenage girls were.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, a couple of them maybe are a little familiar, but they were they were newish enough to me that it was just kind of a great. But yeah, I mean, it's just. It shouldn't be that hard, right? We should have more movies like this, but we don't. And so when it comes out, it's like, wow, this is like really fresh.
0: I was laughing my ass off so hard and just thinking also like, oh, I did that like several times in the movie. Yeah. And I think we watched it at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just felt like even though you weren't sitting right next to me, I just want to be bumping (laughs) you the whole time, whacking you and be like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. You were like, eh. No, I liked
1: it. I liked this movie. It was really funny.
0: You didn't love What's-His-Name, though.
1: Who? Oh, John Cena? Yeah. I like him in certain things. I think he's good in this movie.
0: I think he's good as
1: the He like, can be a little hit and miss for me a little bit because sometimes he'd be a little over the top, but I thought he was um good in yeah.
0: this. He's just as yeah, I was if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's, it's
1: available to yeah, go watch it. Yeah. It's, it's available now. Yeah. My number three. A little more highbrow than my Cockblockers choice. Yeah, it's a little more highbrow. Imagine there's an island of dinosaurs. <sighs> Lord. <laughs> But then, we've done that movie. Let's go have a movie where they're in a mansion. And we'll call it Jurassic Mansion. Which brings me to the second half of our game today. Oh. Of Angela Explains It All. Okay. Oh, God.
0: What? No. Don't Jurassic
1: Park not. Fallen Kingdom is not my number three of the year. It might be one of my worst movies of the year. But Ooh, it's not yeah. my favorite movie of the year. But what I want to know is, Angela Explains It All. Okay. You watch this movie. I made you watch it because mm-hmm. it's so bug fuck crazy. Mm-hmm. I want you to explain to me in as many details as you can. <sighs> Tyler. What's the deal with this girl in this movie? Oh, the girl. Yeah. Tell me, tell the, as much detail as you can, who is the girl of Jurassic Mansion? The young girl. Okay, I got it. And mm-hmm. tell me what we learn about her and overall just her arc in the film. But Why? Because it's entertaining to me to think about it and also to have you try to explain it
0: why? Because <laughs> I'm gonna do so bad at it maybe we'll okay. See. so there's this old guy yeah and James Cromwell he's got a lot of money uh-huh and he wants some dinosaurs <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay um he also had a daughter mm-hmm. who is not in the movie no but it's revealed and implied. Mm-hmm. That she dead. She dead. Maybe like a car accident or something. Seems like it. Um, well, he misses his daughter a lot.
1: Also, he likes dinosaurs,
0: and he likes dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And so he was friends with Jurassic Park guy.
1: <laughs> Who's that? <laughs>
0: the old guy with the mosquito. John Hammond. Yep, him. Yeah, they were friends.
1: They were apparently They were partners. they were partners this whole time. We just never heard of this. They were guy. partners
0: this whole time, mm-hmm. and new old guy. Versus old, old guy Mm -hmm. was like, hey, we should use some of that technology Uh to clone people.
1: Ooh, you're kidding. Because we
0: can clone dinosaurs. Yeah, we can. And old, old guy was like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. And the old guy was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. And so they separated. That's what they had their big breakup about. Why Uh we didn't know they were partners. None
1: of this occurred to any of us. No.
0: (laughs) So he he takes that technology Mm -hmm. and he starts to experiment with it Mm -hmm. and finally it it he makes himself a new daughter oh uh, it's a clone of his old daughter and who's this girl so this girl's a girl uh-huh <laughs> and she doesn't
1: know that she's a clone she's
0: running around yeah she's running around she thinks that the old old the new old guy is her grandfather yeah and that her mom died mhm but that's not true because she hasn't got no mom cuz she's a clone uh-huh so really her mom is her grandma Um, Okay, so then she's running around this mansion, Mm -hmm. she's partying, and then (laughs) she discovers this picture, and it's supposedly of her mom, but it looks just like her.
1: What's amazing to me is that you don't remember what you watched yesterday, but look at you just crushing this plot description. Oh,
0: yeah. And then she goes in an elevator, uh-huh. a little dumb waiter, uh-huh. and she goes down to where the dinosaurs are. Yeah, she does. And then new Jurassic <laughs> Park guy comes. Chris hot, Pratt. sexy Chris Pratt. There you go. And redheaded lady. Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh-huh. Still looking good. And then she's like, I'm going to buddy up with you because I'm a clone. <laughs> and then she... Um, befriends them and helps them escape. And then they're all in this control room. Yeah. And then all these dinosaurs are in there and they have the choice to let them die from this uh, poisons coming out uh-huh. or let them all escape. Uh-huh. And she's like, I identify with all of you dinosaurs. So she pushes the button to let them all escape so they can continue to murder thousands of people likely likely <laughs> because she's like we clone buddies she, it's all good yeah she's like they're just like me the end
1: <laughs> i love did it. You did it a good, good job good you did a good job i mean you skipped over the part where like the super raptor like chases her into her bed but i mean that's less important yeah that's super funny though it's too. not really her arc no it's not her arc well other than like for some reason she decided to go in her bed i don't know Wow, good. Man, I'm impressed. Thank you. That was everything that I wanted it to be.
0: Was it? <laughs> yeah.
1: Because <laughs> I wanted you to explain the craziest thing that's ever happened so in a Jurassic Park done. movie. What are
0: they doing? <laughs> I don't and know. And what's funny about that was that they didn't say any of that. It was all, like, this, like, implied, you're supposed to be the watch, the viewer just, like, like who's her figuring, mom? figuring this out. Right? And they never actually say any. There might be a three lines about it, it.
1: It gets revealed, like, the bad guy, like, reveals it after. But not,
0: like... Loudly, I
1: feel like no. After he like murders the old man
0: <laughs> with a pillow, the new old man, yeah, new old man oh, yeah, gets he murdered. Suffocates him with a pillow. Oh, yeah,
1: Jurassic Mansion. What a movie. Yeah, holy shit. Not in our top ten. No, did not make the list.
0: Okay. So do I get like a grade or a gold star? It was
1: everything I wanted it to be. Okay. I don't know if honestly you may never. I, I don't know. That's pretty I'm, good. I will never perform as well as I did just there. Well, I'm impressed. You were able because it. Well, I mean, to the movie's credit. It's so memorable that you did remember that, because it's insane.
0: Yeah, it's so fucking dumb. It's really dumb. Yeah. Anyway. That's a way to get in the brain. Yeah, it Stupidity. Is. Okay, your number okay, three. My
1: number three for real is Roma. Uh, Alfonso Coron's Roma. This you movie you previously
0: talked about, I bet, in five episodes of this podcast.
1: Yeah, I did. It is uh, on Netflix, which is apparently... Uh, it, you will watch... The Clutter Up Your, Declutter Your House show, you'll watch uh, Limitless on there, you'll watch anything but Roma, apparently, uh, because it's black and white and in Spanish language, and you're just like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I had to come to terms with this a little bit, because on one hand, I'm sad that you are missing out on one of the best movies of the year, but on the other hand, I don't want to listen to you, bitch, if you didn't fucking like it. (laughs)
0: I'll watch it. (laughs) <laughs> i will eventually we watch will watch it. it
1: together i think is what we we'll, i don't want we'll to watch
0: saying. it on my phone
1: no we should just watch and I it i need
0: to watch it when i'm not exhausted because i have to read the whole time
1: yeah it is just i mean what what can you say that hasn't been said it is alfonso coron just making a gorgeous movie with some really just compelling new actors both of them. both of the main women in this movie got nominated for uh actress and act and supporting actress, which I thought was not going to happen. It's like one of the few things I really liked about the Oscar nominations that these two one thing they got right got in because I what well, they were not either of them were really like pre- predicted to even get in maybe the main girl but they're really good and it's just uh it's a movie that kind of sweeps up on you a little bit. It it starts off slow. I I I get that, but it's it's for a reason. Like you need to kind of get immersed in her world and you have to kind of learn Kind of just where you are, and the way the movie opens up is is so cool because it's just like here you are in this this house, but then like you know just every few minutes something else kind of just opens up in the movie, and you get to kind of go on the street. And the sound design in the movie is really cool because I actually like listening it watching on my phone and putting my headphones in because it the sound was just I turned it on really loud and just kind of let the city. Because you're
0: typically not a fan of surround sound.
1: No, I know, but I, I just had heard that you know, people go to the theater and see this. It's great because it, like the sound design is really unique, and it like you can hear conversations going on in different parts of this theater or whatever. So the headphones helped uh, rather than just kind of like turning on and listening it through your little tiny speaker or whatever. And then it just um, yeah, it just kind of just keeps building into this. Uh, I think a really special movie about um, you know just a person who's kind of quietly great. Um, you know, not without her struggles, but I I loved it. It was one of these things that I was um hopeful that I would really like. Um, but I was worried, you know, when you hear all the acclaim and stuff like that, you're just like, oh, man, am I going to just be like head that's going to not respond yeah. to this. And I know how hard it is to kind of get into that kind of movie. But I like him as a director in general. So Children of Men is one of my favorite movies and Gravity's great. And so I was on board with it and I'm really glad. Um, yeah, so it's it's great. It's so my number three. It could be easily number one. We're well, in a weird spot. Yeah, so. totally. It's it's great. What can you say? I've, apparently, I've talked about it too much on this podcast. No, you say. it's fine. Okay, so there you go. Number three was Broma.
0: My number two mm-hmm. was your number eight. Oh, sorry to bother you. Great. Okay, so mm-hmm. sorry to bother you. We have talked about in length. On this podcast, yeah. When I you think, watched
1: it, you were really excited about yeah. talking about it, so I was, which I'm excited about. It was cool.
0: Yeah, we talked about it at a lake, So I don't want to go too much into it, but I was worried I wouldn't like this movie because of the. What Did you hear? No, I was just
1: making oh. a. I was making a. Oh, a, a gurgle. A gurgle. I just a didn't gurgle? want to gurgle into the microphone. Okay. Sorry. Um,
0: I was worried about the the white man voice thing. Right. you explain it okay, her. so the
1: movie is about um, <laughs> he uh, Keith Stanfield who's in like Atlanta and a little bit of get out he is works at a call center or starting to work at a call center and he gets the suggestion by Danny Glover to like use a white voice. and what the movie does rather than like him doing a white voice, it voices in uh, David Cross, a very white David Cross voice. and so it's I mean this movie it's made by Boots Riley written and directed. It's out there, like it's, it's fucking weird. It's going for something. Oh yeah, big I time.
0: I love the weird.
1: Yeah, it really, and that's just like one weird aspect mm-hmm. of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that's where it starts. Your baseline is like, okay, this movie is a little bit off kilter. Like he, like the bit. I think this is in the trailer too. It kind of helps you a little bit. Is that when he gets on the phone? The camera like slams his desk into like those persons like person he's his their lives he's who he's called mm-hmm. and he's like right in their face he's like sorry he's about like it. at their well,
0: desk well. in their at their kitchen table right
1: and so that's just really uh you know kind of a cool visual but then I mean it's not just about like that's a interesting premise right off the bat I think for a movie but then it it really kind of opens up into a broader story a kind of like about kind of social class and and how it's it's like a it's a fiercely like pro union movie because there's a lot of that going on in it too and you have Tessa Thompson playing a very unique character who's his girlfriend who's working there a little bit but she's an artist and so she has her own very kind of strict set of values herself in terms of like not what cuz his white voice ends up being very successful and he ends up being a star of this call center that leads into many other things mm-hmm. and so yeah, I kind of like you get that good... I, that was the one thing when I watched it again. I was like, let's test the like, I thought it was a really curious part because it seemed so separate from the rest of the movie. But watching it again with you, I really liked how it was a contrast to his story. And mm-hmm. it's a whole different um, aspect to kind of look at um, in the movie. So what did you respond? I mean, number two. Number two. Yeah.
0: One, I I am definitely on a kick of like, give me something fresh and different that wow, makes yeah. me go like... What the fuck is happening? Yeah. So this movie delivered that. For sure. It delivered on the social commentary of class injustices and white and black issues mm-hmm. and <laughs> relationship issues.
1: And in a bold and in, and not a way that is like hiding from it. No. It's really going at it. It's, it's a very in your face. Very loud. To the point where you'd be like, okay. <laughs> okay. Some people would be not uh, comfortable. And it's it's designed to make you uncomfortable a little bit
0: yes i really enjoyed the experience of watching it so it's memorable i think i've said it on the episode we talked about it i talked about it on episode 25 you watched it on episode 5 yeah i saw it in the theater episode 5 Tyler, excited about in july it. Yeah, i saw it in the theater man And i didn't see it until december yeah i saw it in the theater but i'm really happy that these movies come out so quickly so that i can see
1: them it is on hulu you can watch it right
0: now oh yeah it's so good but it is really fucking weird so if you're not into like bizarre shit you probably won't like this movie
1: but you know what's great about it and I, i'm so glad i it was a movie that i was like i really like this but i don't know if it's like if it comes together watching it again really that's why it's in my list of other you know I remember what did i say eight it even the crazy ending mm-hmm. it feels like it could be out of left field but like it actually like it's like, when you think about it, it's like, no, this was inevitable. Like, this is where this movie was going. It's totally
0: where it was going. I mean, going. you couldn't
1: predict that, but at the same time, you'd be like, oh yeah, no, that, that checks out what yep. this is about and what it's trying to say about, uh, you know, kind of how corporations work and how people in general kind of have to, <laughs> it's a, it's a very timely movie in a, in ways that are not obvious, um, which I think is in contrast to another movie that we'll talk about shortly, which I love, but is, A little bit more in your face about what it's about um -hmm. um, but i like how this one is is stealthy and it's uh it's messaging but not i mean it's still very clear about where it stands but it's really cool if you want to see something different man sorry to bother you is where it's It's at Unforgettable. An Army Hammer, like who's? Like, what's so the deal? good. This guy, mm-hmm. not. I don't even. Even in the ones that people like him in, I'm just been like, yeah, Army Hammer. But he's he's good he's in this. Very good. in Yeah, it. I was happy to see him in there. So that is your number two. Mm-hmm. Sorry to bother. You. Anything else about it that you want to say? No, it's great. Okay, loved it. My number two. You know they say they couldn't be done a hurricane and a heist together. How would they do it? How could they do it? Such a dork. They did it <laughs> in the Hurricane Heist. A movie. That's actually kind of fun. That's not my number two. My I'm number two... You're such a dork.
0: <laughs> You're like, I'm going to do a thing where I describe a movie that isn't
1: the movie. I didn't do it on every one of them. You're such a dork. Oh, my God. I did like the Hurricane Ice stuff. You did? <laughs> it's so stupid. I did not see it. It's like Venom. It's one of those type of things. You
0: need to be trash to enjoy it.
1: <laughs> yeah. You should. Okay. So, this one was... My number one movie, this is my number two, but this was my number one movie for the print uh, article I wrote, and it's been my number one most of the year. And then I – again, it could be one, but I'm making it two because it's it's a documentary, and I think that it is more of a personal choice than it is like a, an achievement in filmmaking. I think it's a very good movie, and that's Won't You Be My Neighbor with a documentary about – fred rogers um it did not get its oscar nomination in the documentary category which i'm actually not surprised by i kind of it was like the front runner all year and every time like the documentary this happens from time to time like the one profile type movie the roger ebert documentary uh, life itself was incredible that did not get an oscar nomination in that category so i kind of knew this is the kind of movie that would get like snubbed out but that's annoying I saw this in the theater, and I've seen a lot of these other documentaries in there, too, and I know that they're, you know, there's some of them are, you know, okay, the bar's harder when you're trying to, like, investigate some big thing, and there's multiple places involved. This is a movie with, like, 15 talking heads talking about Fred Rogers using old archival footage. Okay, I get it. It's just, it's a really well-made version of that, and I loved uh Fred Rogers growing up. I watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It was important to me. It made me feel good and comforted by things that scared me a lot because i was a little kid that was scared of a lot of things <laughs> so this he was just someone in my life i didn't know him obviously but it was it was someone that mattered to me and it always did and so seeing the movie in a theater uh i, I mean I, I was crying the whole time mm-hmm. like every foot, every bit of footage was just like knocking on that like Got straight to your heart. He's mm-hmm. just like, oh yeah, no, that, I remember that, alright? Yep, that's exactly how I feel, Mr. Rogers. And you're just like, <laughs> bawling. And it's just one of those weird things where you, you hear, like, I was, it wasn't like a very full theater, but like, you could just hear, like, six of us being like, <gasps> like, holding in, like, these, just gasping out these, like, these little moments where you're just trying to recall, um, uh, how you felt. And it's a movie that I, I, I definitely needed this year, um, I probably need it a lot more. It was, it did, I, I think we pick, I have the DVD and we like put it in. We had it for a while and I wanted you to watch it and then we just waited until a day that I was just like, I, I need this in my life right now. Cause, mm-hmm. you know, the, when you look out at the world, it can be kind of shitty. It can, you know, you can, it's easy to get depressed by uh, the state of things and the way things are and the way people are in general. I mean, that's no, Nothing
0: no specific
1: really, but. But, yeah, I mean, it's just a movie that um I think is a, a testament to what goodness can be, and I think it's a well-made version of that, so I loved it. Mm-hmm. You liked it, too.
0: Do you think you could enjoy it to your level if you didn't grow up watching Mr. Rogers? I think
1: the message is important. I think that you would get a, a, good, a good experience out of it. I don't think you would be as, like, wrenched as I was watching yeah. it, I think. I mean, even – I mean, it got you in some spots, but, I mean – I, I think even you and I have a different experience in terms of. Uh, yeah,
0: I didn't watch a ton of Mister Rogers yeah. growing up. Um,
1: so you know, you maybe it got to your uh, tear ducts maybe twice, whereas I'm just like oh, like the whole time. <laughs> so you know, there's a couple things that are just like, universally uh, heartwarming and and piercing in it that mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would get out of. But
0: um, I learned some things from it. Yeah, I thought it was interesting and added so, value.
1: It's, yeah, it's a very personal choice. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's a very good documentary. Don't get me wrong. I just, it, to me, it, it it's high and it was number one. It, it, you know, it's a, it's another number one in a different list, right? Mm-hmm. It could just easily be uh, a one. It mm-hmm. was a one in a print version. So, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just, it mattered to me and it matters to me and I'm glad it exists.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Won't you be in my neighbor, Angela?
0: You're number two. Okay. Okay, here we are finally talking about our number one movie picks of 2018.
1: Wow. Here we are. Here we are. My, Which one is yours? Oh, oh, I know. I know. I
0: know. it. My number it one is. movie choice mm-hmm. is A
1: Quiet Place. What did you say? I didn't quite hear you. A Quiet Place. What did you say? I, one more time.
0: A Quiet Place. Shh, there are monsters outside. I know. Um. So... I saw this movie when we had movie pass. <laughs> yep. We saw it separately. you yeah, like,
1: I went and then you went or something like I that. Maybe adds, you saw it
0: first. I think you did. I think which adds adds to my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not like a lover of horror movies or scary movies. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them, but yeah. I don't like love them. Like, I, it's not like my favorite. But You like
1: to see a few a year. You're I not do. like a crazy horror hound.
0: Yes. And I'm, I'm more entertained by thriller than gore. Yeah. Um, and so this movie has Jim from the office, Krasinski, John Krasinski. he
1: also directed it.
0: And one of my favorite ladies, Emily Blunt. She's great. And, um, I feel like Birch bird box on Netflix right now yep. is like a lower tier version of this. Still also very good, but my uh. <laughs> place was so good. And I don't know if you don't see it in a quiet blacked out theater, Mm-hmm. It, you're not going to have the same experience that, that you do in a big theater. Yeah. If you're going to watch it at home. So there are some movies you have to see in the theater. And I feel like this was one of them. For sure. Um, so I have recently been pregnant a year and a half ago. Right? I uh-huh. got a one and a half year old. So I was... However, six months ago we watched this, right? Mm -hmm. Something like that. Um, So Emily Blunt gets pregnant in the movie and she has to go through a whole thing. And I related to this movie so much that there were points in the movie where I was literally grabbing my like stomach and going like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. How is she doing this? Oh my God. It's so scary. And then also so sad. Like I am so sad and um, how it deals with grief and...
1: The, it starts off with the, a punch.
0: It's just like this shit is real. Yeah, like you are taking this shit seriously. It's like we are not fucking around. Nope. Like everyone could die in this. And movie. this is a
1: movie. They live. It's a post-apocalyptic world where this family is surviving. There are monsters be something out there that respond to noise and Mm -hmm. if they make any kind of noise they get attacked and essentially will be killed Mm -hmm. if they make noise and so they have to be very quiet Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it doesn't go well in the first couple minutes and they have to learn to be even quieter um so yeah it's yeah it's so memorable
0: and so terrifying and really good and their relationship is really good and the ending's really good it's all really good
1: it's a it's (laughs) It's exceptionally well crafted. It is, it's not John Krasinski's first movie he's directed, but it feels like a, an announcement, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's just like we, the sound design, all of that is just really well done. And so on a th- basic like thrill level, like it's got that, that, that it just clicks at that, at that level. It just works. And then you pair it with a very good John Krasinski performance team that with emily blunt who's great always oh great. my god she's so she good. we're recording this on the night of the screen actors Guild awards she was snubbed from oscar contention for both the movies she was in won the sag for this movie a quiet place she did for a supporting actress it's not a supporting performance but whatever they put her in that category and uh, she's she
0: so good in it yeah, i've great. never seen i've never related to someone stepping on a nail
1: <laughs> The nail. oh my god yeah it's so much
0: drama and mm-hmm. like tension and suspense
1: yeah, there's a couple like the bathtub sequence in this movie oh is just a, a, mm-hmm. a, a kind of just like a mastercraft in terms of just like gr- like ratcheting tension essentially, yes. and to do it without like you know typical the uh, dialogue. I mean, there's music and there's obviously sound, but it's and the, the young p- young actors in the movie are very good. Yes, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, re- I mean I really really like this. This was a movie that ended up kind of surviving, and people it came out way early in the year and. Mm-hmm. I would say it seemed like it was in the best picture running. It could have made it. I think it's probably like number 10. One of the couple of the things, guilds and stuff picked it. So mm-hmm. it's Again, really cool.
0: Just like the comedy um, category. I think the horror or whatever category this falls into. Yeah. It's like
1: sci-fi horror. Is sure. hard
0: to do like well. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, there's entertaining, but then there's like good movie. And this is definitely a good movie.
1: And I think, you know what? And this is the other thing about it that I, that a lot of people, a lot of people who like horror will point to kind of the indie horror circuit is where like the good stuff is. Right. Mm -hmm. Because these are people who are, you know, they care about the genre they're doing with a fraction of the money and they're pulling things off that you wouldn't be able to do. Right. So, and that, that's great. I think that's, that's obviously a good thing. If you're a big fan of horror, awesome. I think it's actually harder to work on the scale sometimes when mm-hmm. you have a, but I mean, it's not a huge budget. It definitely isn't very much, but you know, you have creature design money. You have to deal with that and you have to deal with it in a way that people aren't going to scoff at. Yeah. Or, or like I've seen that before. And you know, some people do gripe about that in this and that's fine, but you know, you, you have stars and hereditary is the same way where it was a wide release, uh movie that had a kind of has to contend on the level of being like, here's this major release. And it, it, it gets put in a un, more pressure than, kind of these smaller movies where it's, like, always a surprise if it's good, right? These bigger releases are always kind of mm-hmm. under the microscope even more. And so the fact that it's ex- executed well and it's a crossover hit, this was a big hit, um, is really cool. And I – this movie has a lot of I'm, – I'm glad you brought up the pregnancy thing because this is an odd movie. It's gotten a hotbed of, like – there's a fight over this movie about, like – how could they get pregnant or during this world or whatever and then you know
0: essentially she's going to have to go through labor and delivery and then raise a newborn a baby in a world right. where she they can't make a noise and
1: i always thought that was such a strange argument for the movie like a, a, a knock against it because number one i don't think it's very explicit that they've chosen to have this this baby um it was like on purpose They've just—they're choosing to have it. I guess that you could make choosing a statement to about. keep it, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's a statement, and I I get that. um But I don't. Why? Why not? I don't. You know, in a movie where they're like bug bug monsters attacking you, and they attack sound like that's the most unbelievable thing. That's the thing that bothers you is that a couple has chosen to kind of work through grief in a way that they've obviously figured out a way to. They they have a plan. They they come up with a plan to like make the kid kind of be in a place that they could make noise without causing trouble. So I don't, I I just, that part of it has always been a strange, I thought it was just so power. It gave these, it just added more resonance to the movie where you, this relationship, this marriage, you get to build onto their, get to be in their shoes of, you know, having this loss and moving on from it and, and trying to kind of continue that love is I think anybody who's been married or had kids would understand that. And it's, What a weird thing to nitpick, because it it deepens the movie in such a way that I I think that kind of stuff is what makes it, separates it from being just an average thriller.
0: I think it just comes down to the whole, like, people always like to look at characters in a movie and think, I am better than them. I... Would not do that because that would be stupid and difficult.
1: Well, good for you, I guess, but like, I know, what? But
0: people get hung up on that. They like <laughs> to feel that like superiority over characters in movies.
1: Strange. Another, uh, honorable mention for me. I'm glad it was on your list. Yes. And I could talk about other movies, so. Yeah,
0: I'm not gonna forget that movie.
1: This reminds me, I think a few years ago we, you know, do exercises like this. We've been doing this for years because I write, uh, top 10 lists and reviews and, uh, you, your number one was like, uh, The, the Conjuring. Conjuring. Yeah. Which was super scary. Yes. Whole different Have kind of thing. Have
0: I seen that movie again since then? No. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> yeah. Do I remember it? Yes. Yeah. You watched The Conjuring 2 and you're like, oh. Ah, yeah. That's not as good. But, no. um, yeah, no. Your number one is A Quiet Place. Yeah. It's a good choice. Yeah. I'm happy with that for you. Thank you. Good work. Thanks. It's my turn, huh?
0: Yeah. You're number one. My number one was on your list. Yes. At number four.
1: Number four. It's my number one. It's been it's moved around the one two three slot Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's arbitrary, right? Mm -hmm. It's Black Klansman Mm -hmm. from Spike Lee. It's a movie that's fact based about a a cop uh, in Colorado in the seventies who was the first black cop, African American cop in this town, and he by kind of chance take like calls up the local KKK chapter and infiltrates the KKK with the help of his kind of partner played by Adam Driver. Uh, John David Washington plays him on the phone and kind of leads the thing. And then Adam driver comes and does it in person. And, um, yeah, it's just one of these movies that number one, it's Spike Lee. I've always really liked, uh, Spike Lee, even when he's making movies that seemingly aren't like he's on, on his game, like, cause he's, he's, he can really go in a lot of different directions. I generally like it when he's taking risks. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that that doesn't always work out in terms of like being like a great movie all around. Um, I think like Shy recently is a good example of that. A kind of a, a, a just a kind of a bold movie in a lot of ways, but maybe it doesn't come together completely. But you just got to respect what he's trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's like that he obviously knows how to make entertaining movies, right? So yeah. that knows like Inside Man and even Twenty Fifth Hour to a certain extent has got kind of a more easy-to-take kind of narrative in terms of, like, That movie's so
0: good, too. That's on our list, right?
1: Yeah. Well, it's 2002? Yeah. Oh, um, okay. But this is, like, Spike Lee working in both, because it, it's a very entertaining movie. It's very funny. Great performances from John David Washington. He, he's Denzel's son. He's... Oh, man. He, what a what a um, great breakout for him, too, because it's just such an... He feels so comfortable in it. Um, mm-hmm. And then Adam Driver, who's been doing amazing work
0: Great casting to cast him. Yeah, he's
1: great. I think it's his best role. John David Washington did not get an Oscar nomination. Bullshit. Adam Driver did. That's good. But come on. Um, But so it's just really entertaining. And you get this story of them kind of like breaking through. And some of the craziest shit, if you go and research it, is like that shit happened. Like Mm -hmm. some of the weirdest stuff, like calling David Duke and talking to the head of the KKK. And basically having him believe that he's just this racist white guy, like that happened. Like that's Mm -hmm. insane. Like some of the stuff that, that is true. And you know, there's some embellishments, but some of the craziest shit, you're just like, Oh my God, that was like a thing that happened. So it's, it's very entertaining, but then it's Spike Lee who is, you know, understandably, I think angry right now as a filmmaker, um, really just going for it and not holding back. And, what he injects in the movie with the scenes of gone with the wind what he injects with the birth of a nation sequence that's cross-cut with this other story that of a, a of a lynching that happened in real life um even Alec Baldwin at the beginning of this movie <laughs> doing this rant about uh what he's you know what that's about um the way he films like the the rally for the um it's a black, is he a Black Panther or is he, they, they think he might be a radical and the way he films that sequence um, where people are watching him and, and listening to his message, it's all, he, he's really going for something here and he's trying to show that, you know, the KKK is obviously it's, it's, a, it's bad and it's absurd and it's is a horrible stain and it's funny that we have to deal with this, but also being like, this is, this is, this is happening. It happened then. It's something it's that's happening, happening now. happening. And so it's just one of those – it's working on a lot of different levels, um, and it's really entertaining. And then it gives you what I think is just the most – the biggest gut punch of any movie I've seen in a while. It it ends the way it ends with – it flashes forward with documentary footage after you feel like the movie's ended and it hasn't to – um, Charlottesville, uh, footage of when that happened a little more a year ago. And I saw the movie, it was, it opened on purpose on the anniversary of that. I saw it on the day, a year later, I was sitting in a full theater, um, with other people and it's just like this punch <laughs> and it's just like, I'm looking over the other person next to me and she's crying and it's just like you, it, this connection of like, here's this entertaining movie of like, and it ends with like this hero moment and then like get thrust into, uh, the the what it is happening now um is just uh, it it brings the whole movie together in a way that is is very unique and very spikely and i the more i think about it the more I, i i keep going back and forth with it watching it with you i just i think that like no one is doing that no one's really just like using their art to not only entertain but also just like put themselves out there and put their, their worldview out there in such a way. I think boots Riley with sorry to bother you is doing the same Mm -hmm. thing in a very different way. But uh, I just, to me, I think it's the movie that is the the one that matters this year. And I think some of it, you know, he's not being subtle about what he's going after. Mm -hmm. And some could say that he's a little bit obvious in some of that. And I, I think that that's necessary and I like what he's doing and I, I loved it. And mm-hmm. it's it's just an amazing piece of uh, movie making.
0: It was so good. That's yeah. my phrase for the night. Yeah. <laughs> so good. That movie was so good. Also really memorable.
1: Yeah. Well, I and I, I think I was nervous when you were going to watch it because I was just like, well, I mean, it's a really entertaining movie, right? But then, mm-hmm. like, I know how both of us get in terms of, like, wh- looking at the news and stuff like that. And I know that, like, some of that stuff can just really get under our skin and depress us and, you know... So I was worried about kind of that connection, but, um, I mean, yeah, I think Spike Lee's never uh, won an Oscar. Um, <laughs> he's got a screenplay nom- I mean, now, now he has been nominated for best director, which is great. But, um, I think that's the other thing. Like I just, because we're filming this right after, or not filming, we're recording this, uh, after the Oscar nominations coming out, I just, I, you know, I just wanted to put put it out in the world that like he should win best picture or best director like fuck it like that that should happen yes and i don't have any say in that and no one listens no one's gonna listen to me and decide that but i just put it out in the world i just think that should happen it should happen it should be i mean yeah come on
0: spike lee great storyteller important story to tell right now
1: yeah i loved it so black klansman is my number one uh movie of the year number one Okay. okay um all right so let's uh you want to recap our list real quick, and then I'll just mention a few honorable mentions, and we'll buzz out of here.
0: Okay, sure. What You go, what? You just
1: mm-hmm. want to list your ten movies that you okay. talked
0: about? Yep, at number ten, I had Avengers, Infinity War, mm-hmm. then Eighth Grade, Game Night, Isle of Dogs, Annihilation. At number five, I had Tolly, Black Klansman, and then my top three were Cockblockers, Sorry <laughs> to Bother You, and A Quiet Place at number oh, one.
1: Awesome. All right, number ten for me was a tie between The Rider... And the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Number nine, If Beale Streak Could Talk. Number eight, Sorry to Bother You. Number seven, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Number six, The Favorite. Number five, Mission Impossible Fallout. Number four, Eighth Grade. Number three, Roma. Number two, Won't You Be My Neighbor. And number one, Black Klansman.
0: Excellent. My and then top you had ten. some. Honorable mention. Yeah,
1: so it's always really hard for me to do this, and when I write the article, I always write twenty. I could do a top twenty because I can't do it. I cheated already, putting two at number 10, ten. So the other two horse movies I was going to throw in, I was trying to thinking about was the Sisters Brothers, which mm-hmm. comes out on Hulu in a couple weeks, and I want you to watch that. That's great. That's Joaquin Phoenix. And John C. Riley in this western that's kind of different. Um, okay. so that's really good. And the other horse movie is called Lean on Pete. That's on Amazon Prime right now. It's about a kid who is, works this, uh, old racing, uh, horse and Steve Buscemi's in it. Good stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's the year of the horse. <laughs> the year of skateboarding with those skateboarding movies, but it's also the year of the horse. Um, yeah, Tolly and uh, Isle of Dogs were also on my honorable mention. We talked about those. Annihilation was on my uh, honorable mention. Black Panther. Oh yeah, the Marvel movie was that's I think was the the best of the Marvel movies this year, other than Spider Man, obviously. Um, so I liked that one, and I had a lot of fun with that one. Um, Shirkers, the documentary uh, that's on Netflix, people should check that out. That's a really f- fascinating story of uh, a filmmaker who had her movies stolen from her. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? The Hate You Give is really good. That is like a a YA novel that was about kind of uh, police brutality in a very kind of unique way and a, about a girl's perspective who has a friend who has these things happen to her it's really good okay. that's on video soon i really liked first man this that movie was on my top 10 a couple different times in and out in and out that's neil armstrong movie from damien chazelle an incredibly well-made movie that
0: i have no interest in fell apart
1: and, I, yeah, and didn't get any much interest from uh oscars got a few tech nods but it's good I, I think you would uh I'd probably enjoy it you'd respond to it it's really well made uh private life which is another netflix movie that is directed by Tamara jenkins as Hahn and paul giamatti they're trying to get pregnant it's really good funny but also just um a very honest movie about that struggle katherine hahn's great in that movie i think you love that because you probably. like her because you think she's really funny uh we both went and saw together, Widows, and loved it. Mm-hmm. Ended up just off my list. That's Viola Davis just crushing it. Great uh, crime saga epic from Steve McQueen. Really good. Just not right off the list. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. The Death of Stalin's really funny. That's this dark, dark comedy about like what happened after Stalin died. It's just this goofy, uh, just weird, funny movie from uh, the guy who makes uh, Veep on HBO with Julia Roberts. Really funny. I liked that one, too. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's
0: it. Yeah, that's my So would mentions. you say that 2018 was a good year for movies or not so much?
1: I think it's always a good year for movies. I'm not one of these guys that's always, like, dogging on a year. Because mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's always the same for me. There's always, like, five or six movies I just love. And then there's, like, 15 that I'm like, those are really good. And, like, how do I make a top 10? Because I always, yes. like, feel real strongly about five. And then there's always, like, 15 that I'm just like, that's really good. Um, and that happens every year. It seems like I see—I usually see like a hundred or so releases. Usually ends up being more by the end, like stretching into April and stuff. When things go on video, but mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, I just—I always feel like it's there's people making good movies out there, and yeah, maybe they're not all big blockbusters, but hey, look, Fallout's on yes. my list. You had a couple comedies, I think, that were legitimately loved across the board. Yes, there's some good stuff to see out there.
0: Yep, so the '80s and '90s were great, and movies are continuing to be enjoyable. So thanks for listening to our best of 2018 as these old us old millennials remembered this past year.:
1: And we'll go back to our normal format with a mo- right, just one movie pick next yes. week for next episode. Yes, we love movies. Where can we find, or where can people find us?
0: People can find us on the Internet.:
1: Great. So Instagram.
0: If you again, if you made it all the way through an hour and fifty minutes with us, Woo! ding. Was this like six commutes for you back and forth to work, or just like a real long walk in
1: Seattle? It's probably like half a. Commute yeah, now. what are you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find us on Instagram. Um, been trying to post regularly on there, and you know the Twitter, the Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. We but an email address. If website. you enjoy us,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, subscribe. And leave a review on your favorite podcasting thing. Cool, cool. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, go watch some of those movies we listed because they're good. They are. They're real good.
1: I didn't. Uh, There's nothing on your list that I was like, come on. What's I'm happy about. Avengers. No, I like. I like. Like I liked it. it was, I. Uh, I sold you by playing the Thor. I clip. do. I've seen. I saw it more than you. I like it. I have the Blu-ray. It's not like I dislike it. But you're talking really high now. Yeah, I know. I funny. do that when I'm defensive. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you got. Oh,
0: God. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will talk at you another movie. Bye. Bye.